It is time for the Midlife Hockey Crisis Beer League Podcast with your hosts TJ Hollingsworth and dangling Dave Dickerson. Take it away, boys. Hey, everybody. We are back, and for the first time, you can actually hear some hockey going on because uh, we are sitting at the Arctic Zone in Westfield, Indiana. We're on the upper level right above a uh, C3 game going on right now. And speaking of C3, joining me right now is our guest, Blake Weiser, who is the commissioner of this. And I promised Blake up front that I was not going to ask him about, you know, what kind of money he makes as a commissioner <laughs> and all that because, I, I don't, you know, we're, we're, we are not here about the finances of hockey. We're here about the fun stuff of, of beer league and adult hockey. Blake, thanks for being here, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, you know, pretty much our, our conversations that we've had on this show have been pretty much about D-League hockey. And I, I wanted to bring this up because one of the first things that everybody starts thinking about, well, not everybody, but a lot of people, is when can I move up? When am I going to be good enough to hit the next level? And the, the, the game we're watching right now is part of, of what's called C3, which was developed specifically for that problem because in the D-League that I've been playing in, that you've been playing in, and Dave's been playing in, uh, there became a point where we had players that are probably a little bit better than than your average D player, uh, that, but maybe not quite good enough to move up to C1 or C2 or just didn't want to. Right. So tell, right. tell me a little about where, where, how did this evolve? What were the conversations that, that brought us to a, uh, a brand new C3 division here yeah. in Central Indiana? Yeah, yeah sure. So for the longest time, um, D-League was really the entry-level hockey league to get into. Um, and then from there, you get into like the C2, C1s, Bs, and so forth. And, and essentially, the, the closer to the beginning of the alphabet, the better, the, the higher the skill level of the player. The higher the skill level and a lot more background in hockey, right? So you have uh, high school players, college players, um, people who have been around it for a long time, right? So if you're an adult trying to get into hockey, it can be intimidating for one. And two, it's just a different level of game. You need to know your positioning, you need to you know, be a stronger skater, and so forth. So um, D-League, what happened for the longest time was that D-League really had a lot of beginner players and then people who didn't necessarily want to move up, but should. Um, and over time, what happens then is that not as many people come into the right. D-League, right? Because they're intimidated then exactly. by that skill level. So Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So C3 um, came up uh, last summer, we'll say. Um, there are some changes made to D-League that, you know, kind of push some people out into different leagues and whatnot. And so talking through it with the rink about what to do next, C3 popped up as the solution, right? So let's have a more competitive skate. Let's have some playoffs. Um, let's start to really focus on a developmental league, which is D-League, and then have more competition somewhere else. And that's where C3 came from. That's pretty cool. And, and for folks that understand, uh, D-League, they're going to be different every place you go. Every city you go to and every organization right. will do things a little different. However, around here, the D-League, in my understanding, I, I'm brand new to the sport. I've been, been in less than a year. But D-League at one time, I understand, did have a playoff system. Correct. Uh, and, and, of course, mo most organizations put together some goofy-looking cup trophy, and that's, yeah. that's what you win. Well, well, even before that, I mean, they had something called BUNS, which I think was right. beginners – Oh, my goodness. It's an acronym. Yeah, yeah, it's an acronym, that. right. So, BUNS, back in the day, I mean, it was buzzer hockey, right? So, when you hear buzzer hockey, think of literally two-minute shifts, and then the buzzer's going off, just like with kids, you know, just like mites and whatnot. And hey, there's still a lot of guys that could benefit from that buzzer. <laughs> there, there is now in D-League, which is, which is fantastic, right? Um, I mean, the idea that you have somebody new getting into hockey is awesome, and that's what a right. lot of us want. We want more people coming into the sport. So, all, all good stuff, all good stuff. 
So uh, let's let's fast forward to you, who was you were just a player, just out here playing, having a good time. How did you become the grand poobah, so to speak, <laughs> or the or the commish yeah, of, yeah. of this new league? Yeah. The, the glorious position that I have. Um, well, I'd actually start with, I mean, I was a dad that had a kid that wanted to play hockey. I mean, I played inline hockey growing up in driveways, never competitively, anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, had a long hiatus, probably 10, 15 years between sessions that I would play. And then I got my kiddos into ice hockey. I actually knew a guy who was the president of the IYHA board. Told me how easy it was to get kids into hockey, all this free equipment that we right, have and, right. you know, stuff to try out and just kind of got sucked into it and I got into D-League um, first session I did was with the um, Church of Skaten <laughs> by the way uh, the, big, the, name, the names in Beer League Hockey the team names are absolutely hysterical it's great it's great so yeah had that session we won the Danley Cup at the time <laughs> right which was an old keg of beer with a cup on top um, it was it was a really good time and then from there just made a lot of really good friends and it's become something that that is you know, something I enjoy doing, but also a family thing. I mean, last year for our kids, we were on the ice maybe six or seven days a week, mm-hmm. right? So over time, just being around and getting to know people, when this came open, I, you know, threw my name in the in the ring. and So you actually stepped out. up and volunteered. Uh, my name was offered up, and I volunteered <laughs> at the same time. And I think those two things, like Captain Planet, right, right. you know, they all summoned at the same time, and, and things have kind of worked out, which which has been really good. I mean, it, it's been fun setting this up. Um what are some of the challenges uh, of taking something like this and starting from scratch when there's really no, there's no template, there's no example to go by, at least not, you know, not hands-on close by? Yeah. What, what were some of the challenges you faced in, in putting this all together? What kind of help did you have? Yeah. Um, the biggest help I have was really the commissioners of D-League and C2. So Kathy Riley and, and uh, Maureen Sullivan, Mo, as we call her. Um, were huge helps throughout the whole thing. Basically, tell me what worked for their leagues, what didn't work for their leagues, and whatnot. We'll get you move that down just a tiny bit. Let me reach over. Just there we go. There we go. Better. Perfect. Yeah, okay. we hear you a little better. Um, but yeah, I mean, the challenges are just figuring out the exact skill set that you want. Right? It's a new league. People are going to want to play in it, and you've got to balance. You know, you don't want a bunch of A level guys, B level guys coming in and playing in this because when you start having playoffs and standings and stats regardless of what people say you're going to draw at a different level of competition right Right. and so focusing on the culture that you want and and really the type of skill level and the type of dynamics you want in the league has been the biggest thing Um, I wouldn't say it's been a challenge it's been the the most top of mind in everything that we've done so um, it's been a lot easier than what I thought I mean there's been a lot of good help Peter at the rink has been awesome um there are a lot of people invested in actually making this work, which is something I don't think we get to see a lot of. You know, you think, you know, I play in D-League and I don't like this, I don't like that. I play in C2, I don't like this, I don't like that. But the reality is there are a lot of people behind the scenes that want to see hockey stay strong in Indianapolis and have something available for everybody. So it's been really good. Which is, again, and I don't know where you're listening from. And if you're listening from someplace outside the United States, hey, we'd love to see a comment, leave something. We always want to know how far out we're getting and who's enjoying what we're putting out here but uh, for those not familiar with uh, with central indiana or the or indianapolis this is not a hockey town by any stretch of the imagination uh the closest thing we had our claim our hockey claim to fame is we are the uh the city that produced wayne gretzky as far as a professional hockey player this was back sure. in 1974 i think it was 
we had the uh, we had the pleasure of having a WHA franchise here uh, that was fairly well supported. Probably not ran real well, and you can look that up on your own. So it has been a long time since there's been big time professional hockey. We do have the Indy Fuel, which is an ECHL yep. team affiliated with Chicago Blackhawks, and even that you know a typical game draws thirty eight to hundred to four thousand people. Yeah. But to look at the, the the health and the size of adult hockey here, I was shocked. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of one of those things. It's the best kept secret. If you're not involved in it, you have no clue. You it have exists. no idea. Yeah. No idea. But I'm, I'm sitting here right now. We, uh, we we played our D League. Our D League this year, we went from having six teams last session to there are now two because most of those players moved right. into your league to C3. Right. But, I mean, it's Sunday morning uh, because of some construction going on that was unexpected with uh, one of our, our main playing area there in Carmel. We have one sheet of ice. Uh, I walked in here at you know at 8:30 for my nine o'clock ice. There's already a game going on. Just some guys yep. I think that rent the facility just for a pickup game. They're here like clockwork, and this ice will be busy all day long. Yes, it uh, will. W- with D League yesterday, you had the Indy Fusion having their they're going on. Uh, uh, learn to skate or learn to play hockey. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Uh, I think we're seeing some growth right here, and I don't know that I could really pinpoint as to why. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think having the fuel is one thing, and. And really, I mean, there's been a lot of investment just in hockey in general. I mean, you look at the rinks that we have, and you look at what Carmel's doing right now. I mean, yeah, and it's going to be too. It's going to be a 40 year old, brand new facility when they're done. They're, they're yes. redoing completely, redoing both ice surfaces. Yeah. They've been slapping band aids on them for years, and I think they finally figured out. They made a great decision. Best to stop now, fix it right, yep. and cut our losses that way, which is really great. It's going to make for some amazing ice surfaces for amateur players and adult players yep. like us. For, for many years to come. There's a great shot there, just a little outside. We're going to do play-by-play play while we're interviewing. Nice stop. Nice stop in the crease. Well done. So, Greg, let's, let's talk about something else. You know, sure. no, no good deed goes unpunished. And nobody <laughs> knows this more than you. And, and I don't think I've actually told the story on the podcast. Uh, long story short, back in, uh, it was March, I broke my ankle out here playing. Uh, one of those hockey things that just kind of happens. One, you know, Ten times in a row could go through that same motion. It's never going to happen. Just It did. So we, come, we fast forward to uh, July this year when I was finally cleared from physical therapy, had all the hardware out of my leg, and I started skating again. It was the day you actually came to yeah. tell everybody you're going to play the next I week. Did, well, yeah. well, no, I hadn't even done that yet. Let me tell you where this oh, is. Okay, you may, yeah. you may not know this okay. part of it. So uh, long story short, I'm hanging out with the guys, the team that I played with. Most of them were still together. So I come down to hang out with them in a game, and I'm thinking, well, I, maybe if there's an opportunity for a fill-in or something, I can you know, get back in and, and get competitive because if not, I was going to have to wait clear till September to play and uh you happen to mention hey well did you get any of your money back since you only played a half session i said well no he said yeah and you talked about the time you'd had i think a back injury yep and it was cool that you only got to play a few games so they refunded you half a session i go well that's pretty cool i said actually what i'd really rather do is just play the session out he Uh said well hey email mo she might take care of you i said okay cool so literally while i was standing there while you were getting ready to go out and fill in because you're playing on bob miller's team yep i sent an email or is actually a facebook message off to marine she comes back yeah sure that'd be great i'm like cool i'll well, play next go. week and as i said no good deed goes unpunished yep what happened to you later that afternoon yeah so uh the game right after that the second game of the day that i was playing um it was oh my gosh it was late in the third period um a few minutes left in the game that did not matter at all. Basically got bumped uh, going towards the boards and completely clean play a, a buddy of mine, but somehow went down, slid feet first in the boards and cranked my foot back and broke my, my fibula on my right right leg. 
So, literally, almost an identical injury to the one I had that, that you were helping correct. me solve a problem. That is correct. For. You came back from your ankle injury and gave me <laughs> you <laughs> gave me the gift. Here, hold this for me, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were just at, you were back on the ice, I think, for the first time this last last week here. Uh, so this weekend, really. So Friday, I, I skated with my kids for maybe five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, realized I didn't feel very stable with it. Got off the ice. Yesterday, came back for some more kid stuff. Skated for a full hour with a lace-up brace on. Felt really good. And then today, just in warm-ups, did the same thing. So I'm, I've probably got, you know, four, five, six weeks. I don't know mm-hmm. how many weeks before I actually play again, but... I'm actually getting back out on the ice, which is it, 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 it just awesome. a relief when you get back out. There's like, oh god, I miss this so much. It's it's a big deal. I mean, I I went from being on the ice, you know, six six days a week with my kids. I mean, I was playing three days, or I was playing two days, and then four days for other practices right. and coaching stuff. And yeah, it's it's crazy how much hockey has become a part of our life and just being around the rinks. And when you start to take that away, it. It, it's got an effect, and not to mention just because of the physical, you know, the physicality of it. Yeah. Very quickly, you were. I, I know at 51, I'm probably in as good as cardiovascular health I've ever been in my life. Sure. And suddenly to have that, especially with an injury, just it it stops, it shuts down, yeah. And it, it's it can. I think there's some psychological effect to it. Yeah. Um, especially when you just go from being so active to doing nothing. Yes. Literally yeah. nothing. You're camped out. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you were in a similar circumstance. I was. Sat, you know, essentially, don't move for two weeks until we, yeah, after the surgery, which was a few days after I got hurt. Don't move for two weeks, and we'll take a look at. Okay, now you can start moving around a little bit. Yeah, that's basically what I had to. I mean, on the surface, oh great, I can just hang out watching Netflix, and for people like you and I that are active, oh, it's horrible. It's not that cool. It's actually the worst. <laughs> the worst thing about. It. I mean, my wife was driving me around for seven weeks. Um, this is my driving leg, and mm-hmm. it was not good. It, Being dependent on other people is not something that I enjoy doing especially physically like that i hear so. you let's talk about something fun here just yeah. real quick can you give me your top two three four things that that keep you coming back to play adult beer league hockey what, what are some things if somebody said Ooh. if you were to run into a strip maybe somebody went to high school with you haven't seen him for eight <laughs> ten years hey so what got what got you into hockey why, why are you doing this what would you tell them what's your elevator speech you know, I just love the speed of the game. I mean, even even as slow as what we actually play, right? Like, we're not top-tier talent, but the speed of the game, the, the dynamic piece to it, I mean, you've got everybody going full speed, different directions. You've got pucks going off boards. I mean, it's, it's a good time. You've got to be on your toes with it. Um, the constant flow of the game, I mean, you're not pausing to make substitutions and things like that, right? So there's just an energy level with it. Um, I grew up not necessarily – fully around hockey and, and really embracing it but it was something that I was casually a fan of and, right. and this is really taking that to the next level so um, the game itself I love and then obviously I think the big one now is just all the friends and people that I've met um, you know that that's one of those things I tell people about I said you know the, the people that you meet yeah and, and the characters yes which is, yes. Which is oh amazing my gosh. the characters oh are great my gosh. I had uh, I, I called Jimmy there uh, he, we're gonna talk to him here in a little bit but uh, Jimmy Monroe comes to all the games He's, he has <laughs> no no family or anything in any of these yeah. loves watching hockey I had him down on the bench and I go I said Jimmy I said the real fun is listing to the to the chatter and the chirping going on in the yes, bench, it's which great. is great. And you're saying you're doing things you really don't even remember. Yeah. But the time, it, it just it's just funny. And I think these are like you said, these are the to me that's as much fun 
Yep, it's a playing part. Yeah, the uh, the smack talking, the <laughs> chirping that goes on, um, it is phenomenal. Lest anyone think you're, you're doing this to the other team. No, mostly it's the people you're on the ice with trying to compete with. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we all we all know each other at this point, and it's there's a lot of fun in heckling your buddies. Is yes. what I've realized. Absolutely. So it's good I, I think it elevates your game too, because when you're out there, you're like, man, I can't I can't do anything stupid that's going to get me where I'm going to catch a bunch of flack right. when I sit back down. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, excellent. Well, Blake, I appreciate you sitting down with us. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. If you got anything you want to talk about, let me know. We'll get you on here and have some fun, Blake. And thanks for all the hard work you do, too. I, yeah. This is one of those things. I, I say the people that run these organizations, they should be like umpires in baseball. If you really notice them, they're probably doing something wrong. And, uh, I mean, just everything's been flowing smoothly. I've been watching you sit up here and watch most of the games. Yeah. And uh, it, it's been awesome. So thanks for all the hard work. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, Blake Weiser, everybody. All right, friends, and we are back. You're listening to the Midlife Hockey Crisis Beer League Podcast, brought to you by WinningSynthetics.com and by the Hockey Arsenal. Make sure you stop by the Hockey Arsenal and check out their line of sticks, jerseys, all kinds of cool stuff. Use the promo code MIDLIFE, all caps, MIDLIFE, all caps, for 15% off. And also Winning Synthetics, drop by there. You need something for your automobile, for your Zamboni, any lubricant whatsoever, you're going to find it at winningsynthetics.com. Visit one of those two websites when you need something they have, and that's going to help keep this podcast uh, delivering content. Joining me right now is a man I have dubbed the official booster club of whatever team I'm playing on, Jimmy Monroe. And the reason I do that is because Jim, and sometimes when the uh, work schedule permits, is why Susie come out to all of our games and you have no family member whatsoever, no association other than a friendship with me, with anybody that plays hockey, but you still like to come watch the game. So, Jimmy, thank you, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. I'm kind of wanted to talk a little bit just from a uh, from a, 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 a fan's perspective, I guess, for lack of a better term. I don't feel comfortable talking about myself having a fan, but you're a fan of, the, of hockey, so we'll go with that. I mean, Jimmy, you've been coming now, uh, gosh, since I started playing um, back in February last year. Um, what do you think about D League hockey so far? Oh, it's awesome. I, I, I love the game of hockey anyway, so it just you know gives me a chance to come out and watch guys play. Anything in particular you've seen here that you find really entertaining as far as uh, what the product is on the ice? Yeah, I mean it's just you know it's fun to watch some guys that you know have never been pro league, but just go out there and have a good time. And it's just entertaining. It really is. I tell people, I say, you know, the game obviously. Uh, it's funny Blake said something about you, you think you're skating you, you're skating they're skating real hard until you see how you're skating and, and that is a hundred percent true I watch go back and watch some of the GoPro footage of our games and you think you're just out there burning up the ice and you really look like an old lady with a walker trying to cross the street but uh, it's it's not super fast game but a lot of these games are really really competitive and I think that's that that's one thing that this kind of hockey has is just the competitiveness you don't usually usually you don't see big blowouts where games are one-sided Especially here, like in, in C3, which is kind of like a, the next step up for a lot of us D League players. It's uh, like today we played a 3 3 tie, which was fun, and this is probably the most balanced we've had, but it, it was a good hockey game. It was. It was very entertaining. I mean, you're, you don't see a lot, you're not going to see a lot of great stick handling and amazing skating, but if you like to see competition, it wasn't a bad product. Nope. And it gives you, you get a whole new perspective watching it from the bench from where I normally sit. So right. it, gives, <laughs> so, yeah. it gives you a whole new perspective. Yeah, we, we invited, we had Jim sit down on the bench today, which was kind of cool. The first time, and, and, and I tell people, I said, you, 
don't know hockey if you can't sit close to the bench and hear it because right. some of the best part of the games are just the conversations going on. Absolutely, with absolutely. The, with the players on the bench and, and with the yelling back and forth to the players on the on the uh, on the ice. Anything in particular you heard that, that, that caught you is kind of funny. Just yelling at the referee that <laughs> black team was offside. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I was trying to tell. I was trying to get an offside call as we were lining up for a, a face-off. Of course, hard to be offside when there's no play, when the puck's not in play. But right. I did get Rocky to come over and go. Well, what was that? Was that nothing, dude? It's all good. Looking, looking for that competitive advantage. That gave me a reason to come get another sip of coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is pretty cool. And uh, one of the great things about where we play is uh, in the D League, we start out with about 30 minutes of drills and instruction. And we are fortunate enough to have a former NHL player, uh, former AHL player, uh, played a lot of NHL minor league hockey. Uh, Rocky Trottier is our uh, kind of the guy that, that kind of runs the show for us. So always cool when you got a guy that's got some NHL experience. Uh, Might have heard of his brother if you're a New York Islanders fan, Brian Trottier. He, he, had, he had some success uh, in the league, and it's just kind of cool because if, if you go and look at pictures of them back when they're playing they, they look pretty identical i mean they could almost pass for identical twins so it's pretty cool and rocky's a great guy loves really likes helping out with uh with just rec players which is kind of cool he's very into it so what do you think we got this c3 game going on it's it's a three to nothing i would almost have to call this a blowout in the third period but uh what are your thoughts on c3 here that you see uh, it's kind of it, you know it's a little faster paced game uh obviously they've played more and it's, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Awesome. It's pretty cool. Well, cool. Well, Jimmy, you're just, just, let's just kind of wrap this up. What are we, Thoughts and feelings on what you saw today, what you've seen here. And, and for anybody that, that's kind of looking for an inexpensive way to spend a, an hour watching some sports, what's your thoughts? You know, anybody listening, if you're in this area, come in on Sunday mornings at 930, watch them play hockey. It's, it's free. It's fun. Any, Very entertaining. Any, um, if you're not from around here, you can jump online, yeah. put in adult hockey in the city you live in. Absolutely. And I think you'd be surprised what Absolutely. comes up. Yeah, it's it, it's very entertaining. It's just fun to watch. Just people out there having a good time. and For the love of the game. For the love of the game, exactly. Exactly. Excellent. Well, Jim, appreciate you being on, my friend. Ah, thank we you, We will sir. definitely do this again. And we will catch you here a little bit later. Uh, we hope to hear in this episode uh, from Dave Dickerson, who's usually my broadcast partner. Uh not sure if this episode will air before or after one we recorded the other day, but uh, we talked a little bit about the tournament uh, that he's getting ready to play in. We, we're all on a tournament team, and I wasn't able to register for this particular one because I was still injured and didn't know what kind of condition I'd be in. But they are playing the Halifax Highlanders, which is our team, is playing for a tournament championship down in Evansville today. So, in fact, the game should be over, and I'm a little surprised I haven't heard from anybody yet. But once we do, we'll give you an update. So we're going to try and get Dave in on the phone, remote him in, so we can talk a little bit about that. If we can't do that, we'll definitely chat him up about it when we sit down and record again. Once again, you've been listening to the Midlife Hockey Crisis Beer League Podcast, brought to you by WinningSynthetics.com and TheHockeyArsenal.com, where you can go online, check them out. You see something you like, get a 15% discount by using the promo code all caps midlife all caps midlife thanks everybody for listening give us a four-star review if you like what we had to say share it with some friends if you didn't like it hey do me a favor keep that to yourself see you next period